you're tuned in to the Tin Roof Farm Radio Show, a podcast from Greenville, South Carolina, on all things food, beverage, locally roasted coffee, and craft beer. I'm John Malik, the lesser half of Greenville's best-loved chef couple, John and Amy Malik, and we're broadcasting from our Tin Roof Farm in Piedmont, South Carolina. Thank you for listening, and welcome to the show. The gentle art of manipulating flour, sugar, butter, and eggs into something magical and wonderful is many hundreds of years old. Indeed, it is a skill practiced by men and women since the days of ancient Rome. In the early days of baking, honey, nuts, dried fruits, and such were pressed into a mold and baked to dry and set, and over the generations, baking became more complex, more precise. When I was a young cook, the pastry arts featured grand French and Italian-style creations, rarely featured fresh fruits, or much less local fruit. It was more about pastry cream, chantilly cream, and multi-layered towers. When we were in culinary school, one of our chef instructors, a glorious French pastry chef, made an Eiffel Tower for us. Uh, That was a school project, semester-long project, an Eiffel Tower out of sugar paste. Of course, it was totally unedible, even though it was made of edible products. You get the idea. That was that was the pastry arts at the time. And then in the 90s, American food was in a renaissance, and likewise, the best-known pastry chefs of the, of the time were breaking out of that traditional mold and creating delicious desserts that played off the best of the old world techniques. Chefs such as Karen Damasco, Johnny Izuni, Gina De Palma, Marcel de Saunier, and, and especially Claudia Fleming, Uh, She was pastry chef at Gramercy Tavern in New York, and she's my second favorite practicing pastry chef of the last 20 years. I realize I'll probably get hate mail for this, but with the interest or lack of interest in and the demonization of gluten, the American pastry world has seen a decline. Sadly, I also believe that gluten-free substitutes have reached their zenith for probably 20 years or more. Once Thomas Keller signed off on his gluten-free substitute flour, we've hit a peak. My wife and I agree that the best gluten-free desserts are ones that never contain flour in the first place, such as creme brulee, pavlova, cheesecake, panna cotta, pot de cremes, puddings, brittles, caramels, and chocolates. Thank goodness for the bakers that are still interested in manipulating butter, flour, sugar, and eggs into something delicious and memorable, such as my wife's chocolate cakes or the wonderful pies and cakes made by Jeannie Hall. She's Greenville's bossy baker. And you can find her at a variety of farmer's markets, pop-ups, and such. And if you're interested in purchasing one of her specialties for the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, listen up, because she has got some winners for our listeners. Welcome to the show, Jeannie Hall. If you're a fan of the downtown farmer's market, Jeannie is better known as the Bossy Baker, and she sells glorious pies, cakes, cookies, and other baked goodies. So who better to sit down with Jeannie then my pastry chef wife, Amy. Welcome, Jeannie. Thank you. <laughs> so, Jeannie, how bossy are you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably as bossy as anyone else who started their own business is. <laughs> um, but I, I did include that word in my name because um, I think 
it's important to kind of realize that men who are in positions of leadership are often, you know, are called leaders and called strong and that kind of thing. And um, women who exhibit some of the same traits can often be called things like bossy or overbearing. Um, and I just wanted to incorporate that concept into my business. Um, I, growing up, I don't know that I necessarily heard that a lot that I could be anything like an entrepreneur or start my own business. Um, that just wasn't something that I think was a message for little girls when I was growing up. Right. And, um, so it was really exciting when I did decide that was something I wanted to do, but I just wanted to kind of keep, um, I, I'm proud to be a, a woman owned business and I want to, um, keep promoting women with my business, whether hiring them or, um, maybe you can give my wife a job. She- <laughs> <laughs> She's she's pretty good in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there's a ma- magic in the graceful time-honored manipulation of butter, flour, sugar, and eggs. And as a young girl, I used to make some of these with my grandmother, actually. Um, she helped me to learn how to um, read recipes and to make recipes and also to alter recipes who set you on your path to the appreciation of um, the pastry arts. My mom and dad were bakers growing oh. up. Um, they baked a lot. My They both made a lot of pies and um, cookies. I did a lot of that with them. They were very traditional and practical bakers, and they liked to bake for a lot of people. And I kind of held on to that, and that's a part of what I do um, and what I want to do. And then they also used really good local ingredients a lot of the time from when I was growing up, um, a local honey or maple syrup. My dad even made his own honey and maple syrup at different times. So, um, local ingredients are important to me because of that too. Uh, I just note a little bit of an accent there, Jeannie. So what would local be when you were growing up? That was Wisconsin. (laughs) Probably really hear it there. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Northern Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So, Dairyland, Dairyland, yeah. Butter <laughs> yeah. is a big part of who I am. Butter, milk, buttermilk, cheese, cheese. Yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, what kind of savory things do you make? I like to make. This isn't anything to do with dairy, but I like to make tacos. <laughs> Pork tacos are one of my favorite meals to make. Carnitas, um, probably when I'm not baking anything in my instant pot. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that gives you a lot of time to do your baking because you're yes, not exactly preparing the meal. Super yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you remember your first urge to branch out from the home baker to a professional baker? Um, yeah. I found food blogs when I was in high school and kind of fell in love. Um, I I liked the idea that someone like me and me eventually could make their own recipes, didn't have to follow a cookbook. Um, so that kind of started me thinking along those lines. And then um, I was a teacher um, right after college. And while I was teaching, I was experimenting with food a lot on my off times. And I even interned at a bakery, um, like a wedding cake bakery, mm-hmm. one summer um, that I had off while I was teaching. And then that next year, actually, uh, my daughter was born, and I decided to stay at home with her. 
And that was about two months later is when I started my business. I kind of transitioned right into um, professional baking then. Right. So you mentioned reading blogs and cookbooks. What are some of your favorite cookbooks, either for baking or for recipes? What are your go-to either book or cookbooks and why? I like anything Joy Wilson, Joy the Baker does. I really like her basic basing, baking recipes, and she likes to do a lot of fun twists on on different traditional recipes. And again, that that helps me get in the mindset of experimenting, mm-hmm. I feel. And when I get recipe writer's block, I like to go to the Flavor Bible and get some ideas about what I might want to exper- experiment with flavor-wise. Right. Flavor block? Is that the flavor, flavor Bible. Flavor Bible. Yeah. Okay. I don't have the Flavor Bible. <laughs> it's a nice one. It, it's just a um, like a catalog of any flavor that you could think of pretty much. And then it tells different pairings that oh. um, and it has stronger pairings or more unique ones. And, um, and then it even has little stories by chefs about how they've used. How long have you been a fixture or bossy baker been a fixture at the downtown Greenville farmer's market? This was only my first year. So it was really exciting. I loved being a part of the market and um, really liked the community yeah. there. You were sandwiched right between cookie juice? Um, no. A plus nursery and usually Hurricane Hurricane Creek Farms. Okay. Do they kind of try to space the bakers out? I think they do, I mean, yeah. The vendors, like not no two flour vendors, yeah. no two. I was bakers. near Cup and Cake and they do gluten free baking. So mm-hmm. that was kind of nice because I could send people over there if I didn't have any gluten free things at the time. What was your first lesson, your biggest learning experience when you made the jump from home baker to professional baker? I think probably the biggest lesson was that to me, it didn't seem like a big switch flip. Um, There was so much set up beforehand as far as paperwork and plans and and just tracking down locations you're going to partner with or ingredients you're going to use. Um, and then, so, so to me, I would have thought before I started it, that it would have been just kind of a, a big transition. Um, but it was kind of slow. And then also, I don't know, I don't know that I will ever feel like at any point, you know, whether I get a storefront or a franchise or whatever that I will have arrived, like, it seems like a constant learning experience. So good point. Yeah. When somebody or a friend dies or somebody's a friend's relative dies, um, I will make them a cake because that's something I do. And I feel like it's a gift from my heart because it's something I do and I love to do and I want to comfort them. Um, That seems to be a Southern thing, but maybe you can enlighten us. Are there any, (laughs) traditional foods that you uh, make for people in times of distress? Or is that something that you grew up doing or having as a custom? I think casseroles are a big thing up north. Maybe that's down south too when mm-hmm. when people are going through a hard time. Um, for me, I as far as baking, I find cream cheese hound cake and 
ginger snap chew cookies, very comforting. So that's the kind of thing I would make for something because that comforts me. So I would want to give them something comforting. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, Speaking of casseroles, we don't generally make casseroles. Yeah. And, um, but a couple of years back, uh, John had some surgery, some major surgery on his leg and he couldn't walk. And so church started a meal train for us and people brought over casseroles. Yeah. And it was nice because a lot, some people say they wouldn't cook for us, but, but people <laughs> who were brave did yes. <laughs> and they were wonderful. But it was funny because my, my son said to me, I really don't wish anything bad to happen to you all. But this sure has been cool having all these different casseroles and good food coming in. (laughs) So maybe one day your children can surprise you with something like that. He was at that stage where food, the squishier, the better. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Casseroles are great for that. <laughs> if you had company coming over and you had a couple of days notice, what are you baking? I don't tend to make the same things that I make professionally, like the pies or different types of cakes. Um, I don't tend to make those for my home life or personal because mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of a, um, a separation for me. Like I want to be relaxed when I'm at home. So I tend to make more, I don't know, relaxing and fun things when I'm having people over. Caramel corn or homemade popsicles or um, talk about the Instant Pot again. (laughs) Cheesecake in an Instant Pot is fun to make, but things that I wouldn't necessarily make. Okay. Cheesecake in an Instant Pot. We're going to have to, you have to tell us about that. (laughs) It's really moist. It does a really good job. You know, the, um, you put water in there and it's, steams it it doesn't crack it's awesome <laughs> do you cook it, it in the pan and then put insert like a bain marie yeah you then? get a little you get a small cheesecake pan and you put water in the bottom and they have a little trivet and you put it in there with the water and so it steams steam it. it yeah mm-hmm. really good and just any cheesecake recipe or is there a any special instapot no. cheesecake recipe yeah. <laughs> so so eggs Cream cheese, sugar. What else are you going to put in your cheesecake? Mm, I like really dark chocolate things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a dark, rich chocolate yes. cheesecake. Wow. Okay. Pumpkin? Um, I went through a pumpkin stage, but... <laughs> I'm still in I my pumpkin stage. Pumpkin. I love pumpkin. <laughs> the dog's name is Pumpkin. That's what oh, he's okay, pointing yeah. to. Yes, we're talking about you. Pumpkin. Woof, woof. That's her. You hear her little sneezes. Okay. If you could bake a cake for anyone in the world, who would it be? It would be J.K. Rowling because she would be interesting to talk to, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah, I'd really like to meet her. What flavor would you bake? Treacle, of course. Treacle. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be a, a sculpted cake, and I don't do that for anyone else because uh-huh. I'm not a decorator. I like right. to make things that taste good and are made out of good things, but mm-hmm. I'm not a decorator. But I would do something cool, Harry Pottery. <laughs> yeah. The the deck the the cool sculpted cakes take a whole lot of time. They do. Yeah. I'm not a precise person with, with yeah. decorating. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do that, but um that's something I think it's just you have to do just Yeah, like. that's your thing. Yeah. Yep. You you can't like make pies here no. and then sculpted cakes over yep. here because it's just it's um It's too intense. It takes multiple days. If I had the opportunity, I would like to make a cake for Christina Tosi of 
Momofuku Milk Bar. I love her cakes and I love her recipes. And the one of the one of my favorite things about her recipes or anybody when I when I read a cookbook and I read specifically a, a book for baking or desserts is that if it says it's going to make six pot cream, it better make six mm-hmm. pot cream. If it's going to make uh, a ten inch cake, it better be a ten inch cake. Um, I don't want to end up with half as much icing as I need for the cake if that's what the icing recipe says. Mm -hmm. So I'll make the recipe first and then I'll adjust it afterwards for the next time I make it. I'm usually going to make, I'm usually going to do some kind of um, alteration the next time I make it. But I think she's so fun and creative with her flavors, with her matching of her flavors and with her techniques Mm -hmm. that, um, I would love to show something to her and, and see what she thought of it. Their cereal ice cream. I think it's very. Um... So Jeannie, what are you making for the holidays and what can we expect to see from the bossy baker in the next couple of months? It's October now. Well, I have a holiday pie pickup. Um, the deadline to sign up is November 12th and then the pickup will be November 19th, Monday before Thanksgiving. Um, and I have four flavors. There'll be the a 15% off discount on them too. Um, the flavors are salty chocolate, apple bourbon pecan, black bottom pumpkin, and burnt caramel pear. So four pie, pie flavors. And they'll be available for pickup at the Wheelhouse in downtown Greenville. And you can just sign up through my website. It's www.bossybaker.co slash holiday orders. Jeannie, where will we see the Bossy Baker around town for the holidays? Well, I will be at Birds Fly South on November 18th for their Pies and Pints Sunday Jazz Brunch, um, where I'll be serving pie and we can listen to jazz. They're really good. That sounds Um, fun. (laughs) And then I will also be at the Holiday in the Hamptons. Uh, market at the Hampton Station on December 8th and 9th. Fun. And I'll also have a another holiday pie pickup the week of the Friday before Christmas, too. That will be um, December 21st. Okay. How do we sign up for that? Um, I'll have that sign up on the same page after signups close for Thanksgiving pie okay. orders. And the flavors might be slightly different okay. and more exciting. <laughs> so it's not bossybaker.com. It's bossybaker.co. It is, yeah. Do you take requests? I do, yes. Um, I have pies and cupcakes easily for order on my website right now and a bunch of flavors. Um, I will be adding some breakfast and afternoon options soon. I recently did an order for a art gallery opening that was scones and coffee cake squares that went really well. Nice. Um, so I'll have those available soon too. Yummy. And Instagram, or can we find you on Instagram? Yes, it is at Bossy Baker Co. That's my Instagram okay. handle. So, Jeannie, what are your plans for next year? Um, next year, I will, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe hiring someone because I haven't done that before and I will continue to do the markets and um, kind of taking new opportunities as they make sense for us. 
So you'll um, be you'll be back at the downtown market, Greenville's downtown market next year. I'm hoping to be. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to apply every year. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I'll put in a word for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a couple quick questions. Mm-hmm. Pie or cake? Oh, that's hard. Chocolate cake and blueberry pie. Okay. <laughs> Cupcakes or ham pies or fried pies, whichever you use. Cupcakes. Cupcakes. <laughs> okay. And donuts or croissants? Donuts. Donuts. Hands down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That all sounds good. Jeannie, yeah. thank you so much for coming out and joining us and meeting the menagerie. There'll be pictures of Jeannie with the chickens because she was enamored of the chickens. I love the chickens. And the, <laughs> and the um, fresh eggs on the Tin Roof Farm radio show website and also on our Instagram and on our it's my It's my account <laughs> at Tin Roof Farm. Well, thank, thank you very much for visitting uh, Jeannie. I hope you enjoyed. Jeannie got a tour of the farm. And I hope it. you enjoyed that. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. And Jeannie, as a consolation prize, she's going to take home a dozen eggs. <laughs> and we're going to frisk her and make sure she doesn't have any chicken stuffed in her shirt. She loved them. <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> so you can find Jeannie on Instagram at bossybakerco. Uh, you can find us. I am Chef John Malik, and my wife is Tinru Farm SC. And if you'd like to see pictures of Jeannie's visit to the farm, just go to our website, tinroofarmradioshow.com, and just search Bossy Baker. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeannie. Thank you. Thank you. The Tin Roof Farm Radio Show is a production of Jack Russell Social Media, and our music is all gussied up by John Starcluster. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.